What is up, everybody? Welcome to the X Lives Podcast. I am your host, Patrick C. Huerta. On this podcast, we talk about our present, our future, and more importantly, our past. The good, the bad, and the fuzzy. Stories from our X Lives. Like, share, and subscribe on whichever platform you use to listen to the podcast. Follow the Babacoa Core Podcast Network on Instagram and Facebook at Babacoa Core. All the links to most of our podcast platforms can be found on the website www.babacoacore.com. Any questions, comments, or to share your stories from your past on the X Lives Podcast, send emails to xlivespod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy these episodes. This is X Lives. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of X Lives. Um, it's just a solo episode. Uh, I had to cancel my guest for this week because I picked up a couple of spots for tonight. Uh, I usually record on Wednesday, and I'm trying to stick to that schedule just so I could have an actual schedule uh, for podcasting and then going out for comedy, open mics, uh, or if anything comes up. Uh, so, Instead of just not putting out an episode, I just thought I would put out a solo episode uh, just to get in more detail about what X Lives uh, is is pretty much all about, really. Uh, just to make sure that uh, that whoever wants to come on or whoever like plans to listen knows what they're what they're getting themselves into, uh, more or less, you know. And the whole X Lives concept is just you know we all have our our backstories. Like with me, I spent a lot of my um, my late teens and 20s, you know, in rock bands, you know, I moved a few times to pursue the the dream of being a, uh, a, a touring rock band, you know, a rock star per se, I guess. And, uh, you know, but, but that's all behind me. Yeah, I still talk about it a lot today because it did have a big impact on, uh, on who I am. Um, and I use a lot of things that I've learned uh, from from that experience, um, you know, today, you know, especially with with, with comedy. Now that I'm doing the, the whole um, comedy thing, jumping into that, um, a lot of my experience, I try to, because I, 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 I kind of feel it's kind of linear. Um, I mean, it's an art form. It's, it's performing, performance, uh, preparations, um, all that thing. It's it's kind of like the same thing uh, when when with bands. You know, so, um, so yeah, I do talk about it. I look, I look back fondly on, on different memories. I mean, it, it, it wasn't all good. You know, there were some bad times and stuff, uh, some rough times, uh, being, being poor, being somewhat homeless, um, sleeping in like, uh, rehearsal studios, uh, going days without sleeping because you had to work and perform and rehearse and do all that stuff. You know, so it was a struggle. There's a lot of struggle when you go into something like that um, with anything, anything that you try to pursue, um, you know, especially w- with art and performing. Um, it's it's hard. It's a struggle. And you got to put like a lot of effort into it. Um, 
So I kind of did that with with music. I really pushed it as hard as I could. I mean, I I could have done more, obviously. I uh, could have uh, hustled more, could have sacrificed more. Um, and and uh, I mean, a lot of that goes unseen. It goes like kind of behind the, the behind the scenes type of thing. If you hear a band, you know, you think, oh, they just they came out of nowhere and they're big. You know, it doesn't really happen like that. I think like there's rare stories. I think like Linkin Park uh, was signed before they even played a show or something like that. But they're they're more of a pop rock band. I mean, yeah, they scream and shit, but they're a pop band. They have an image to sell. Um so, I mean, they were they're they're like an NSYNC or a uh what's the other one? Uh, Backstreet Boys or to me. I mean, I'm just saying like there's different ways just depending on the genre of music. Um but yeah, either way that's not my, that's not the point of this. Um so yeah, so I I like to talk about that. That is part of my my past. That is my stories that is my ex lives um so i i'd like to have people come in find out about them you know get to know about what they're doing now what they're into now uh most of them are going to be comedians because that's the circle i run in with um you know meeting them hanging out with them at mics and stuff and just learning more about them i'm like dude like, i would like to sit down with you and uh and do a podcast about this you know let's get deep into it um and I'm I'm always honored when people want to come on. And even if you've done the old uh, the old podcast, the Baba Cole Core podcast, that's still there. I'm going to keep that all online for the archives because those episodes were really fun. Um, but even past guests, guests, if, if you were on the Baba Cole Core podcast and you want to do the X Lives podcast with a whole new kind of format, the idea, everybody's welcome to come on. The only thing I do ask, though, is that I need to make sure that we have a kind of conversation chemistry going on. You know, I, I, I like to bring in people that I know, or at least people that I know of, you know, it's, it's great. People want to come on the podcast and they reach out to me and stuff. And it's, it's great. I'm honored that anybody wants to spend their time doing this. And that's also a thing that I do as a thank you for anybody that takes the time to come and do the podcast with me. Um, I be- I become like your biggest supporter, maybe not the biggest, but a supporter of whatever you do. So that's why you'll see me repost or, or share anything that you have going on, like shows, um, anything you post on Instagram. I like to repost on the Baba Code Core Instagram page. Same thing with the Facebook page, but algorithms, maybe people don't see it as much. Um, and that's just me saying thank you for giving me an hour and a half, maybe two hours of your time just to come and, and just, just talk shit on a podcast, you know? Um, so I do appreciate people coming up to me and say, hey, man, can I can I get on your podcast? And they're like, great, like, uh, who who are you, you know? Um, and not, not to be an asshole to anybody, but uh, I just need to make sure that it's, it's something that's going to be worth both of our times, you know? Uh, so it's good if I if I know more about you, um, if I see you out more, and I kind of get an idea what you are or what you do, not what you are, but like who you are, what you do, and maybe if if you do have an automatic, not automatic, but uh, a, an interesting backstory, um, I, I would like to get you on and, and we'll talk about it and stuff. But I mean, we we need to be able to have some kind of like uh, conversation chemistry off mic, you know. Uh, because we can't just, we can't just force it. Um, it would just make, make for better, uh, podcast episodes if we had that in place already with that. 
Um, so yeah, any any anybody who is interested in, in getting on, feel free to email uh, xlivespod at gmail dot com. Uh, just to send like a little information again, you could talk to me in person. Uh, we could, we could try to, uh, get that situated or scheduled and stuff. Um, if you've done the Babacoa core podcast, thank you for doing that. And if you want to do the exercise podcast, we'll set that up. You know, all the guests that I've had on the Babacoa core podcast are all more than welcome to come back. I enjoyed all of them. Um, I'm still friends with them. I'm, I still support them. Um, each and every one of those people. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, if, if you do have an ex-live story, a past story, or even just like funny stories from a long time ago uh, that you want to just dive into um, on the pod, you know, like, yeah, reach out to me and we'll set that up. Um, but uh, first and foremost, I mean, I, it has to be somebody that like I do, I have an interest in um, or that I want to learn more about, you know, because, yeah, you can't really get to know people at these open mics, they're, they're it's pretty hectic. It's pretty loud, and uh, you know you can't really you don't really have time to like sit down and, and get deep into a conversation or anything like that. Um, but that's what that's the whole point of this podcast. I like long form conversations. I like to keep it one on one. There may see there may be some one offs uh, where I have like a group of people. But they have to be people that I really know, that really know each other, just so it's not a bunch of, like, crosstalk uh, and just, like, a chaos conversation type of thing. It's easier on the listeners. It's easier on us to keep track of what's actually going on. So I do prefer the one-on-one um, kind of episodes every now and then. I mean, if I, I, like I have a, a tight group of friends that, uh, you know, we kind of understand each other already. We kind of know where to let people go, where, how to lead them, if they set up a joke or something. I don't know. I mean, you, you know how conversations work, <laughs> you know. Uh, and it's the same thing with, with, with podcasting. You just need to make sure that it is uh, there's a flow to it and uh, that you, you got to keep the listener in mind at all times. And that, that's still something I'm learning, obviously. I'm not saying that I understand how it all works. But I'm just saying I kind of get a, a, an idea of how I want this one to go. Uh, so, yeah. And I'm still trying to get the, the actual podcast network up and going. I've talked to a few people about, uh, you know, me hosting um, their their audio files on my site. And again, it, that's not anything like I'm not going to make you a better person. Nobody needs me to post their their podcast. It's just the whole idea of being a part of a network. So we can all kind of feed off of each other's listeners, you know, uh, reintroduce them, you know, different listeners to different types of episodes, different types of people, whether they're, they're comedians or any type of artist or anybody that creates kind of content uh, as a podcast are all, all, all more than welcome to uh, jump onto the network. And that, that's all for free. Any services as far as if you want me to actually record, produce, uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, do any mixing and uh, and anything I have to do, like add, you know, do any editing or add sound effects or anything like that, uh, yeah, that will be a different charge or that will be an actual charge just depending on how much you re- are requesting or um, how much you, your podcast requires. Um, but, I mean, it's all it's, it'll be like just a low rate. I'm not going to try to make money off of anybody. I'm um, just trying to offer my time. Uh, my the equipment that I have, the podcast equipment, the mic, the actual recorder, anything like that. 
Um, so yeah, you could also reach out to me on that. Um, but yeah, if anybody's is just interested in coming on the podcast, I do have a couple of people that I I'm, I'm, I want to reach out to and actually sit down with to uh, join the network and uh, just getting all that together. I've, I've talked to a few people, got a few people's uh, interested, but uh, yeah, that's another thing I'm trying to do to get the Bubba Cold Core Podcast Network uh, up and running. Um, focus on the X Lives podcast. Get that going. Uh, book some more guests. Um, I had to reschedule the one that I had uh, lined up for today, and uh, hopefully, I might get this posted up tonight. Again, this is Wednesday night. I'm gonna try to have it posted up um, before I head out to do these two spots that I have tonight. Um, but yeah, something something had came up uh, recently. And I just want to touch base on that. And then I'll get into an old story that kind of this whole current situation kind of reminded me of of um, an old story about my first uh, U.S. tour that I did. Because um, there's kind of similarities, similarities, I guess. Um, so it's a small community, uh, comic comedy community, and everybody kind of knows everybody pretty much. And people talk, you know, a lot of people like to talk behind people's backs. Um, but you got to realize that there, you're, you, there's friendships already uh, built with people, with certain people. So talking about somebody or talking behind somebody's back, especially online, like where there's actual like documentation, there's messages, there's text messages, there's messenger, there's Facebook posts, there's... you know, all this stuff that you do online, I mean, you have to know that people will have kind of uh, not really loyalty. That's a little bit much. But information, I mean, things are going to get to the person who you don't want them to get to. Right. Um, and that's 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 just how it is, especially with the small community that's in San Antonio, just a small comedy community. If you're if you're open mic comic, if you're a comedian in San Antonio, you know, or you at least know, recognize the faces of the people who are in that scene. You know their names. You see them all the time. It's there's not many of us. There's a lot of people, but there's not many. Um, so that, there was a situation where this this guy and it, it's what sucks is that he books a room in in San Antonio, and I hate to burn bridges, you know. And honestly, I I much rather be liked above anything, but I, well, more than anything, I would like to be liked by everybody. But I rather be respected than liked. So when I found out that this person was uh, was talking about me, you know, trying to really dog me to a friend of mine, you know, I got word of it and I asked him about it. The guy who was talking behind my back. And pretty much all he's saying is that he doesn't book me for certain reasons. Um, and then he, which, oh, whatever, you know, book me, don't book me, it's fine. But he also accused me of being a joke thief, which is pretty serious, you know, because uh, you're pretty much taking away anything that the person has built up uh, in their act. You're saying that they stole it from everybody. And the whole reason why this person was starting to call me, and he called a few of us out, but because he got called out for being a joke thief, for stealing some something that we thought belonged to one particular comic. Um, 
he admitted that he'd never heard it from this one comic. He's like, I've heard it in this special. I heard it on this TV show. I heard it from this other major comedian, which is the same thing. I mean, you're still, you're still stealing from somebody, maybe not the source that we all thought you were stealing from, but you're still admitting to stealing that joke. It's not even the joke. It's a tag uh, from somebody. No big deal. I wasn't going to call him out, but he got called out by by a few people. So how he decides to go about it was to start naming everybody that he doesn't work with for for different reasons, and then he start naming people that that are that in his opinion are joke thieves not even in his opinion he said that he could prove it um which you could have an opinion saying i think that's a a joke thief or you if you're telling somebody i have proof i could name all the jokes that he stole that's what i have a problem with because there's a difference between stealing an actual joke or parallel thinking yes we all have fat jokes we all have mexican jokes um if you're Hispanic, whatever, uh, f- family jokes, you know, parent jokes, childhood jokes. Yeah, we're all gonna touch on slim- similar topics. I mean, there's only so much. Everything's really hacked by now. Um, so, if you're calling somebody a joke thief, just make sure you understand what a joke thief is. Stealing somebody's joke word for word is being a thief. Talking about something that somebody has already talked about is not the same thing. There's parallel thinking. That's going to happen. That's obviously going to happen. The point is to try to avoid that, try to become, like, have an original opinion on it, a different type of opinion, a different point of view on it. That's the hard part. That's, That's the art of joke writing, you know. Is it new? Is it fresh? Is it different? Um... Is it is it funny? Is it entertaining? All that stuff. But anyway, this guy's telling me or telling people that he doesn't book me uh, for whatever, and that he knows that I'm a joke thief. And again, I I I I rather be liked by everybody for sure, but I I rather be more important. I'm gonna be respected. You don't have to like me, but you will respect me. And talking behind my back and trying to belittle me to to people that you should know are my friends. So you you need to know that if you're talking to somebody, just know that it's not going to get to that person who you're talking about, you know, or just don't talk about behind people's backs. It's it's that easy. Um. So anyway, so I I I reached out to him, you know. And I was like, you don't, you don't have to book me. Um, maybe I could have said it nicely or in a nicer way, but I was like, you don't have to book me for this because of this, that, the other. Um, and uh, I was like, you can name jokes that I've stole, then name them. And uh, he he uh, blocked me and unfriended me without responding. And then he continues to, to trash talk me to the person who he knows revealed all the shit that he was saying, which is like, okay, man, like, why are you going to keep continuing with this? Um, but the fact that I have I have friends in this community that would uh, would rather 
stand up for me, have my back on something like this. Because it is a major accusation. Well, not a major, but it is a it's a serious accusation to accuse somebody of stealing jokes. You're pretty much taking their whole craft, and I say that in quotes, their whole their whole craft away, um, and saying that what they what they've been working on this whole time, what they go out and work work on every night, is something that is a stolen something something that's stolen, uh, which is pretty serious. You know, um, I don't know how to how to make make that um, crossover to non comic to more of a civilian kind of uh, situation, but uh, it's a, it's a serious accusation. But um, and knowing that this guy books a certain room, people still will stand up for me, will have my back, and would even not take shows from this guy because of the things that he was he's saying about me. Which I appreciate that, and um, I, I know what you're trying to do. Like you're 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 siding with me, and you're saying like if I work with this guy, then then I'm not I'm not doing the friend thing. That is not true. I mean, I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you having my back. Uh, the few the few people that didn't, but I mean, there's not there's not a lot of rooms. There's not a lot of places to go. So if he offers you a show, take the show. Um, regardless of what he thinks of me or if, whether or not he'll book me, like, I mean, you you got stage time is stage time. Man. I'm not. I don't want nobody to lose out on that uh, because they they got my back. You know, you've you've proved your point. I mean, you you still kept me in the know, um, and that's that's all I I would ask of anybody is is to just make sure that that nobody's dogging me. Because uh, if he's telling this to to friends of mine, then I don't, who knows who he's telling to outside of my circle you know and again it's a it's a small comedy community and if, if people get a bad impression of you you know that, that could affect whether or not you get booked places uh which sucks so the fact that he has power to book um or that he books a certain room he books uh, certain shows um it does suck that he does have this opinion on me and it, i mean i i regret not calling him out on it because again if you're gonna talk behind my back I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about it and get to the bottom of it, and uh, you could you could either back up what you say or you could just block me, which which is what he did. But so thank you to the friends that that had my back on that 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 brought it to my attention and that um, that actually canceled uh, a couple shows because they were his shows. Um, I appreciate that. Um, I, I am. Uh, that that's an awesome gesture for sure, but you don't have to do that. Um, it's it's a personal thing between me and him, and if if he wants to book you for shows, man, and if you if it's a show that you want to do at a place you want to do it at, and you agree with you know the performers that are on the the bill, and ticket prices, all that stuff. I mean, you make that call. You you do the show. You know, don't do it. You know, or don't cancel. Uh, in spite of me or whatever. Um, yeah, but that, that's, that's cool. It's good to know that I have people, you know, in, in, in my, in my corner, I have people that would, um, that would kind of like look out for me type of thing, you know? I mean, yeah, it's nothing serious. It's just words. This is people talking behind their backs. Um, but it's still, it's still, um, I still appreciate it. But, um, so yeah, take the show, work with this dude. Um, don't not, it takes stage time uh, for this. It's not worth it. It's really not worth it. 
Um, I probably won't get booked there unless somebody else books me for that place. Um, and that's fine. I, I don't have to work with this guy. Um, I, it's a small community. I'm going to see him around. Like, in fact, I'm, I'm closing out a show with him tonight. Um, he goes on directly before I do um, at a place. And uh, so it is what it is. I mean, I'm still going to be around. And yeah, he'll be around how long, as long as he's around. Um, so, yeah. But it, it did bring back, reminded me about a tour that I did. My first tour, um, I was living in, in Seattle. This was back in 2008. 2008. It was a U.S. tour with a band called Ugly Head. And Ugly Head, uh, they play the outro music um, on on the episodes. Uh, was at the beginning of the, the Bob Cole podcast, they played the intro music and the outro music um, on an album called The Garden, which I played drums on. Um, so that's why I was stoked to use it. Um, but yeah, 2008, uh, a band called Ugly Head put out a Craigslist post looking for available musicians to tour. And I replied to this post and met up with with Jake of Ugly Head. And we rehearsed for four weeks. And then we hit the road. Now, I heard, like, I also took my friend Brian, the guitar player. Uh, Brian is from He Who's Oxus Gourd, which I later joined in, in with. Um, a couple years later, maybe, after we got back from this tour, um... So, yeah, I had just met Brian also through Craigslist when I was trying to look for bands while I was in Seattle. And I got this opportunity to go tour. I knew Brian had done a few tours already and that he was down to go. And so we we agreed. All, all three complete strangers, pretty much. Um, I knew Brian maybe a month before that, a couple of months, maybe a month. I knew Brian maybe a month before that. Um, and then met Jake, we rehearsed for four weeks, and then Jake hired a driver called, uh, Tim, Tim something, I don't remember, but because none of us had a van, nobody, none of us had a vehicle, he hired a driver, because the driver wanted to go on the road, um, he, I think he was on disability, so he had the money, the, the time, the availability and the van to go. Um, he was, he was much older. Uh, Tim was, um, probably in his sixties, you know, we were all in our twenties. I think I was a bit at 2008. So I was maybe 24, 25, 23, something like that. We were all about that age. I think, uh, I was the oldest. So everybody was 23, 24, 22, whatever. And then we were in this van with Tim, Timmy, um, going all over the U.S. Um, and we found out very quick that Tim was insane. He was a shitty driver. He was a uh, chain smoker. And he smoked these clove cigarettes. And I want to say this before I get into it. I do not want to trivialize anybody who has PTSD. I don't mean it like that. I just don't know how else to explain that for the longest time and still today, if I smell clove cigarettes, I fucking freak out. I I seriously freak out because it brings 
all of the stress back from just being trapped in a car in a van with tons of equipment and just constantly smelling clove cigarettes and dealing with an insane, unstable driver that we never met before. And now we're living with this guy for 20 days, something like that. Tour is supposed to take us all the all down the west coast, across through Texas, and then up to the east coast, and then across, uh, you know, the top of the United States, all the way back to Seattle. Day one, it got it was sketchy, you know. Uh, we don't know if Tim is seeing stuff. He's he's freaked out all the time. Other cars scare him. He doesn't really. You know, it doesn't really make sense when he talks. He's he's a weird, insane, unstable character for sure. Constantly smoking clove cigarettes, and if you don't know what the clove cigarettes are, they have they're like a, a, a cigar slash cigarette um, with a very sweet, you know, sweet uh, smell to it. The smoke is like a sweet, very gross smell to it. And I don't even think you're supposed to inhale those things. I think you're supposed to smoke them like a cigar. You know, just blow them out. Just kind of enjoy the vibe of them. But this guy was uh, smoking nonstop, inhaling those cigarettes, smoker's cough, you know, fucking uh, spitting up lung butter the whole time. It was disgusting. Uh, Go through Portland, go through California. California, he starts getting really freaked out. Because, again... Also, another thing, he is a vegetarian, but we all, all, we're we cheap, we're on a budget, so we do fast food, you know? So the only thing that he's eating is french fries. It's the only thing he's eating. Now, I'm not saying anything against french fries, but I'm pretty sure just living on french fries and uh, what are those, cliff bars can't be good. It, 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 well, it, it wasn't good. He's losing his mind. Every stop is different. And uh, our every every stop's the same thing. He's fucking crazy. He's sketched out at every stop. And from California, he, he, he really had a beef against me. We Even though he was a driver, we did switch off driving every now and then. And I've never driven a car that's being weighed down so heavy with, with equipment. I mean, we had speakers. We had drum sets. We had... You know, uh, keyboards, a light setup, all this stuff in an astro van type of type of thing, and um, so yeah, adjusting to that, especially going into California, it's very hilly. You know, your steep hills. So he gets upset because he thinks I'm trying to, I'm purposely trying to ruin his 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 car, his transmission. Which I'm like, I have that. What 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 sense does that make? What do I have to gain? I want to tr- I want to see the world, the the world. I want to travel the U.S. playing music. You know, I want to get home because we were stopping in San Antonio for a day or two. Like I wanted to do all this stuff. Why would I want us to have car troubles at any time? But he's saying that I'm doing it on purpose. He he goes crazy, and I don't know if that's what triggered him to hate me. But he fucking hated me every chance he got he would talk shit to me talk shit about me 
Um, he he didn't want me on the tour at all, but he didn't realize that I was the drummer. I was kind of an important part. Well, we were all important parts. There was a, a drum, a synth player, singer, and then a guitar player, Brian. Um, and we we all hated him. He was a scary, fucking sketchy dude. Um, fast forward, make it through California. He's making up stories. He's telling them that I'm that he's telling the other guys that I am talking about him. I'm telling bar bartenders not to serve him, which is not true. Um, I even offered to let him drink, and I would drive, you know, because he liked to drink. Uh, he drank a lot, and he would drive us. And I was like, this isn't safe. So trying to be the nice guy, I would say, like, yeah, how about you drink and I'll, I'll drive us to our next stop, you know. Ah, fuck you. You ain't driving my car. You know, fuck you. I don't even want you in my car. Um, So, yeah, we get to California, made it through Albuquerque, had a good time in Albuquerque because Brian's from Albuquerque. Uh, made it through, um, made it down to Texas. That was good. Got to play in Texas in front of my family, in front of my friends. That was cool. Make it up all the way up to New York. Now in New York we had a few or on our way to New York we had a few uh shows canceled. So we had uh we had like three days off in New York. And Brian knew somebody who lived up there, who lived in the Brownstone in in, in Brooklyn, Bedsty area. Um that just so happened to have an extra room, an open room available. So great. So we get to we get there, we get to to uh we get all the stuff unloaded. We're staying in this room. I don't know these people, so I'm trying to make them as comfortable as possible. I'm trying to be as nice as possible, trying to you know, converse, have conversations with them, you know. There's three people living in the house, a brother and sister and I think a friend, something like that. So the brother comes in and he's a chef. He's a chef at this high, you know, High star, whatever, four star, five star restaurant, whatever, uh, big time thing. And so he comes in, and I'm just like asking him all these questions, like, oh man, that's cool. Cause I think they're from Florida. They had just moved to New York not too long ago. So I'm just asking him, like, all about it, you know, let them get to know me, put them at ease that, you know, that we're going to be staying in their house for the next three days. Um, complete strangers. And I'm trying to have a conversation with him, and then. Tim somehow gets shit-faced drunk. We didn't even know that he had alcohol. He gets shit-faced drunk and interrupts me and the brother who is renting the house, who rents the house, and just saying, don't trust this guy, pointing to me, don't trust this guy. You know, he steals from people. Um, he, he fucked up my, my camera. He's broke my camera. He broke my van. Saying all this stuff, and I'm like, dude, you gotta chill out. You're telling these these people that had in, opened up their home to us for the next three days that I'm I that I steal, that I break stuff, that I don't have respect for for, for people and their property. Like you got you gotta stop. So he, the the people who rent the place who ha, who are allowing us to stay, are very uncomfortable. They're trying to just write it off like, oh, he's drunk. He's talking on his mind. And then Tim gets in my face and he's like, I'm not doing this anymore with you. You need to fucking go home. You're never getting in my van again. I, I don't want to see you ever again. Get out of my face. Get out of here. Throw this thief out of here. All this stuff. <clears throat> so I, I go inside. I look for Jake and Brian. I was like, dude, you need to fucking get this guy settled down. You know, you, he he's going crazy. He's scaring 
our host, um, we you need to make sure that he is calm. You need to take his alcohol away. You need to you know, calm him down. We just got here. All this stuff. They calm him down, but there he's 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 lost it on me. You know, he's telling the guys, let's just continue the tour without him. Send him home. I don't care how he gets home. I don't care where he goes, but he's not getting in my van. I refuse to have him in my van any longer. I'm not taking him anywhere. If he stays, you know, I go, whatever that shit. And without hesitation, they said, all right, you go. And Jake still gave him a few few hundred dollars for gas money because he had to make it all the way to Seattle somehow, you know. And even though I would have said, fuck this guy, you know, don't give him any money. He's broke. He's all this stuff. He's insane. They, without hesitation, without hesitation, they said, okay, if you don't want Patrick in the car, then you fucking leave. We'll take all our stuff out and you fucking go. Take the van. Tour's canceled. We don't give a fuck. This whole time I was listening to that conversation. Oh, they had uh, another thing. They stashed me up in uh, another another bedroom, which overlooked the backyard courtyard, uh, which all this insanity stuff was going on. So I'm not really involved, but I could hear everything that's going on. I could see the window out to the backyard. I see them their conversation and stuff. So I'm watching this stuff, and I think, fuck, they're sending me home. I don't even know how I'm going to get home. I'm broke. How do I, where do I even go? Do I go to San Antonio? Do I go back to Seattle? I got all my stuff. What I'm freaking out. Don't know what I'm going to do. They say, well, take, you go. You, if you want to go, if this is how you're going to be, we side with Patrick. And you, you fucking go. You get lost. I don't give a fuck. Which was insane to me. Because how, again, we're strangers. We'd known each other for four weeks. We rehearsed for four weeks. We, we're on the road. We're knowing, we're strangers to each other on the road. We're just learning each other about each other. Yeah, we get any people on, on each other's nerves. I don't know if you've ever been on tour with anybody. I don't know if you've ever been on a long, long uh, car ride with anybody or a, a, a cross-country road trip with anybody. But you don't do those with strangers because they're not going to end well. You can do those with people that you know, that you love, that you under, that you have an understanding for. Um, you don't do that with strangers because your you don't your personalities aren't linked up yet. You don't know who they are. You don't know how they are. You don't know what they need, what they require, what they anything. So the fact that we did this was was a risky thing to begin with. Um, we made it all the way to New York. Um, we were trying to have the best time. Some of the shows aren't going as good. The attendance wasn't going as good. We're kind of losing money. No, we are losing money on this. And, um, but we're still trying to keep it together. We're trying to have a good time. And our first night in New York, where we're supposed to have a relaxing time, three days to relax, no traveling, not stuck in a van. And he loses his shit. And he threatens to, he threatens the rest of the band or the two other guys. Um, it's me or Patrick. And they sided with me. Which left them stranded in New York with me. Which was an insane thing to do. Even if they called off the whole the whole tour, they could have started heading back to Seattle without me. You know? Even if they believed anything that he had said. 
that they believed that I was a thief, that they believed that I was stealing money, that I that I was breaking his equipment, that I was telling bartenders not to sell him. If they believed any of that, I would have definitely been left in New York by myself. You know? But they didn't. They took my side. Um, thankfully so, you know, I was on my best behavior. Um, we unloaded all our stuff, the rest of our stuff, from the van. Uh, Jake gave him $200 or something. And he left. And then we had to figure out what the fuck we're going to do. <laughs> we still had a show to do um, at the Trash Bar in Brooklyn, I believe. It's in Brooklyn. Um, so we still had a New York gig to do. And now we're trying to figure out how we're going to get home. What are we going to do to get home? You know. All this story, all this stuff. Uh, Jake did a whole tour journal uh, Ugly Head 2008 U.S. Fall Tour Journal goes more into detail. If if you're interested in, in the story at all, please check it out. I'm just going over the, the, the rough bits of it. Uh, but you can see that at uh, uglyheadmusic.com. Just look for Ugly Head 2008 U.S. Fall Tour Journal. He'll go into, of course, from his point of view, but he'll go into detail about the whole thing. It's an insane read. Um if you're interested at all, it's it's a good read. Um, but yeah, we survived to that. I'll just give you the a spoiler alert on that if you do plan on reading it. Uh, we did the gig in New York. We um, we tried our best to sell anything that we could, any equipment. Um, so Jake had a friend back home that kind of like a, a record label person. Or somebody who helps with with the band and with the record labels, uh, post a, a PayPal, not a PayPal. What is it called? Like a, a group funding thing. We got money from that. Told him the story. We got we're stranded in, in New York. Need to get back to Seattle. Raised money on that. Um, sold equipment, whatever we could. Shipped whatever we could. I had to ship my drums. Um, a lot of my drums and stuff. I had to ship back to Seattle, which was not cheap. Um, and then Jake bought us all, or Jake and the record label bought us, uh, a train ticket, a train from New York to Seattle, which takes four days, which is really long to be on a train. Um, but they didn't have to, they, when we struggled, we had to carry whatever else we had through the subway station to Penn station to take the train to start back to Seattle Tours canceled. The tour, I mean, depending on, I believe, Jake feels like it was a, a loss. He felt very defeated because um, he, he spent months, he spent months planning this whole thing, hoping for the best. And he felt bad. He had, he had two strangers that probably hated his guts. We don't, we didn't, and we don't. We're all still connected. We're still friends. I'm a big supporter of Ugly Head Music. He's still putting out music today. Um, he asked me to play drums on the Guardian album that he put out a couple years ago. I was happy to do that. Um, but it's, it's just it's stuff like that. Like the thing that happened uh, recently with with people trying to make give you a bad name, put turn people against you, and people knowing the, you know your truth, knowing that you're not about anything malicious. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm 100% of a good guy, but I'm not a bad person. You know, 
And so these strangers that I met to do this U.S. tour back in 2008 somehow saw that, somehow knew that. And maybe it has nothing to do with me. Maybe they they were just sick of the driver. And I'm fine with that, too. If that's the case, I'm 100%. I back that because I was tired of that guy, too. He's a crazy motherfucker. Um, I wanted to get rid of him from day five. Um, but they, 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 um, they put themselves in a bad position because they had my back, you know, um, which is, it's a, it's a tough feeling. You know, I felt very responsible for the struggle that we had to endure, uh, because of that, because of the driver leaving, um, and he left because it was either me or him. So I did feel bad about that. But I also felt good to know that people would uh, take one for the for the team um, if they have to, and uh, they they they're good friends of mine. Uh, like I said, I was in I was in another band with with Brian. I was in He Who's Oxygen Gore with Brian. We did some tours with him. Uh, done, recorded a few tracks with them, and I still consider them family. Jake and Brian are like family to me. Yeah, we're not close. We only talk, you know, through social medias and stuff. But um, I'm I'm proud and I support everything that they do uh, because of that because of the actions that they took when 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 push came to shove and it when they could have abandoned me and then we would never have seen each other ever again. Um, if I was in their shoes, I would hope that I would do the same thing. But I I am weak and not as strong as some people, um, and I don't like struggle. Well, I mean I don't like struggle anymore. I've done a lot of struggling. And because of stuff that happened in the past, you know, like my my tolerance for people <laughs> and my uh, my bullshit that's the bullshit that I will put up put up with has dwindled because of all the bullshit that I've had to go through earlier on. And so I feel bad for for my my <laughs> the people that are currently in my life because I they don't get the slack that a lot of people in my earlier days got the slack of from of for whatever. Um. But yeah, that is a story from from my past. That is one of my ex lives, uh, the Uglyhead tour, two thousand eight fall tour, U.S. tour. It was I was so stoked about it. And to be honest with you, if if um, if somebody said well, if you go back, would you do that same tour? Yes, knowing that it's going to be exactly that, knowing that it's going to be. Everything's the same. Nothing changes. Would you put yourself through that situation again? 100%. Yes, I would. Because um, whether, whether or not I could like explain it to you, living through that has taught me a lot, of, a lot about myself, uh, what I'm capable of, capable of, capable of uh, a lot about people, what people are capable of for, for you. Um, and just like, yeah, one hundred percent, I would do it again. Uh, all right, that's that's all I want to do for this one. Uh, thank you again for listening. I hope you appreciate. Uh, not appreciate. <laughs> I hope you enjoy these episodes. Uh, I hope you appreciate this shit. Um, no, I hope you enjoy these episodes. Uh, this is a very fun concept that I'm very stoked about. I want to get more people on, find out more stories from their past, their crazy ex lives. Um, so yeah, reach out uh, xlivespod at gmail.com or even if you just want me to read a story, 
you know, uh, just a little short story or whatever on the podcast, you know, share your stories, uh, because your past makes you who you are today. And that's a, that, that's, that's a beautiful thing for the most part. It could, it could be a bad thing, but let's focus on the good. What crazy shit from your past kind of made you who you are today? You know what I mean? That's what the X lives podcast is all about. Thank you for listening. Uh, I got to get this uploaded and I got to get to those two spots that I have tonight. Um, I'll, well, uh, yeah, that's it. Check out the com for all the links to all the podcasts, like, share, subscribe, um, any show dates, follow me on Instagram at Patrick C. Huerta. Um, follow the Core podcast network on Instagram at Core. Like, share, subscribe, follow. Thank you. See you next week.